The podcast that you're about to enjoy is part of the Low Tree Studios podcast network. To enjoy more great podcasts like this one, visit LowTreeStudios.com. Featuring insights and inspiration from the mind of Boogie Triggs. Boogie Triggs! This is Boogology, a Low Tree Studios podcast. My name is Jason Galbraith. I am the producer and the co-host, and joining me is the man behind the name, a 21-year Air Force veteran and a high-level leader and motivator of people, including myself. I've been motivated by this man, <laughs> Mr. Boogie Triggs. What's going on, man? Welcome. Thanks, man. Everything's good. So. That's good. We we've been talking for <clears throat> a couple hours. Yeah, Damn. we have. Damn. We all we all talked out. You know what? On the stuff we were talking about, I think <laughs> <Yeah>. we're good. <laughs> uh, but I do want to touch on. Uh, I don't know if we've we've even talked about this. This is not one of those um, one of those moments where you know in a meeting I wrote down, oh, this would be good to talk about. I'm not in those meetings anymore, which is which right. is different because right. uh, we don't we're not in the same area anymore. But uh, uh, leadership. I don't know if we've talked about leadership, but I, I, I think it's a good topic because, well, pe- you know, people are experiencing it. Well, they experience leaders all the time. Some of them are leaders themselves. And, uh, how, how do you know when you're a leader? How do you know when, what, what, what how, how you know how to be led? How do you lead? Uh, so a couple questions that I have for you. What, what do you think it means to be uh, a leader? Well, and how valuable is it? Okay, um, that's two questions. Let, let me give you my insight on on my definition of a leader. That's what we're here for. Okay, all right. So what we're here for yeah, bagology. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> <clears throat> so, it is my belief that every man wants to lead, mm. and also every man wants to be led. Yes, it is proof. And our final standings of our country, look at the president, the most powerful position in the United States. That's the number one leader, yet he's led by a cabinet. Right. That's and, a great point. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the base of checks and balances yeah. to prevent someone from just having too much overrun on, on authority, so to speak. Right. So to be a leader is to look at things and apply, in my opinion, the human factor to it. So when we manage things, we manage things by crossing T's and dotting I's. We manage things by making sure that everything's aligned properly and prepared to go. Yet we lead knowing that once you factor human factor into any equation, anything is possible. So the leader put the human tone to it rather than just a mechanized management side. So to be a leader you'd have to consider all aspects of what's going on, not just the work at hand or the time schedules and so on and so on. You have to incorporate the, the mental of the team, uh, the um, attitude of the team, what could be affecting the team emotionally to make sure that you get the best productivity from your team. Okay, that's good. That's good. Now, do you think that some people are just uh, natural leaders and, and what happens when, when someone is not necessarily a leader, it doesn't factor that, that human factor into it. Uh, and they just roll along managing the mechanism 
uh, assuming that it's all just going to fall into place without actually trying to get the most out of the human element. Well, I'm I'm glad you asked that part of the question too, because now I got to go back and cover up what I did in the beginning. I don't want to sound ses- sexist when I said that all men. Right, right. I mean, it's men and women. Yeah, I mean people. like mankind. Mankind. Okay. People. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to get beat up for that one. Um, basically. When you manage, you have a person that manages that don't really have like the leadership qualities. Remember, they're managing a team. That's when you have leaders that know how to lead from behind. Oh, right. So you're saying the manager has good, has team leaders involved in his team. Absolutely. And even those that don't have authority, you know, to lead, if they're just born leaders, they're going to get that earned authority. That's authority that you receive from your colleagues, from people that even are your superiors, but they respect you in such a way that they will take everything you say as value and apply it. So then as a manager, it's your responsibility to lead the leaders who lead the team. Absolutely. Right. In in that case. Yes. If if you're the the chief in charge and you're the head manager, yes. That's exactly what you do. You will take, again, like I said, all the the aspects of your team and apply them accordingly. And you will add, you will take the value that's been added by the individuals that are the leaders and apply that. So it's just what, what it takes then is a manager that understands that they don't have to do it all. They have to entrust in the capabilities and abilities of their, of their followers or their subordinates. So, where an aspect, the manager be- also becomes the minion and not the mentor. Makes sense? No, that doesn't make sense. Bro. It makes sense because the <laughs> manager, he manages and he mentors his team by showing them how to construct or conduct so they may get the work done. But he becomes the minion by allowing the leadership style of the members in his team to also formulate his leadership characteristics because like case in point, you and I working together, mm-hmm. I'm your manager. And I say, Hey, we have to do this A, B, C, and D. And you say, well, Boogie, honestly, I think we go like A, D, C, B, it'll be better. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I'm the manager. I'm in charge. I can thereby cause us a big heartache mm. instead of going off of your prof- professional instinct. And go with the ACBD method, which will probably make everything a lot easier. So that's what I mean. I would then assume your professional instinct is better than mine and roll with that and then trusting you, therefore empowering you. Now I am the minion. How important is empowerment? Empowerment is very important. In leadership. It has to be important because we can't do everything ourselves. We have to. You, you have, there has to be a plan. You're the one that makes sure that we stay in line with the plan. You have to entrust others to get done with this, what they need to get done. And the empowerment is saying, I support you. Go make it happen. That's the empowerment. No, I'm, I don't think anybody wants to just go out and fail purposely. It's just that sometime, even though we, we know what we're doing, there's some parts that we're going to be questionable about. Questionable about. And if we have the support that we have from our superiors, we're more willing to take that risk, right, than we are if we knew that our superiors may doubt us. 
That's a great point. That's a great point. So uh, when we're talking about leaders, you have to have, you know, obviously include the people that are being, that are being led. It's my opinion that, uh, it's not everybody's a leader. Not everybody's meant to be a leader. I agree. Uh, there's plenty of people that are intelligent and there's plenty of people that are okay with just being led. Um, but do you think it's, do you think it's one or the other or is there an in-between? Well, I mean, I I don't want to just generalize leading, you know, being like just a business aspect. No, no, no. I'm talking about in everything that we do. Okay, I'm talking right. about, I mean, it's literally everyday life because I, I don't think leadership's just in the workplace. I mean, no, you, you lead uh, in your in your marriage. You're, uh, where are we going for dinner? I'm the, <laughs> who makes the decisions? Who's running the finances? Who, there's leaders, there's leadership everywhere. Right, all, right. All over the place, even yeah. in friendship. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think there's an in-between or is it one or the other leader follower? I I think it's leader based, led. I think it's based on the makeup of the individuals. Because like for me, I I know that I'm a strong leader. I know with no equivocations, I'm a strong leader. Yet I enjoy being led. I enjoy sitting back and watching someone that's normally my minion mentor take the reins. What that does for me, it, it validates my capabilities as a leader that I not only have gotten you to where we need to be, but you're going to take us further based on the tools that I've provided or the pathway that I've laid out. So that makes me feel good. Or even the pathway, pathway that, that, uh, another person has laid out and, you know, people that, that aren't your, your, absolutely your minions. Is that the word that you yeah. use? Um, you know, subordinates or whatever, right. uh, you know, another, another manager, another leader, another absolutely. person of authorities coming in and they, I think there's something to, so one of the things that, that, that you probably struggle with and many leaders struggle with is when you're, when you're leading a team and you get, you get resistance in the team. Um, there's resistance for a reason. And I think that you can all, we can all sense that. And there's resistance for just for the sake of resistance, right? Or there's just, uh, people that just are there to maybe just get a paycheck and they're not really, uh, trying to go extra. How, how do you manage something like that? And how can maybe you speak to, uh, folks in, in a position like that where they can be a better part of the team and lead by uh, example, even though they're not necessarily in a leadership role. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. My question it make does. Sense? I don't know if I'm making any dang, damn sense. <laughs> You're making a lot of sense. <laughs> but, um, basically, we, we do things for a purpose. Whatever purpose that could be, it could be yeah, something yeah, yeah, small, be large. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, for me as a leader, my purpose is to give you purpose as to us achieving whatever task is set before us. Mm, purpose. That's good. So if, if our purpose is, let's say, to build a doghouse, and you're looking at it as like, you know what, man, I just want to knock some nails in the wall, and I don't care about anything else. Well, I'm going to have to now give you more purpose than just wanting to knock the nails in the walls. I'm going to have to convince you to, to get you to understand that inclement weather is moving in. That animal over there mm. need what we're doing for them. That's so, great. So when you put these nails in the wall, you have purpose. to understand you there's a there's a purpose behind this that's greater than just you putting nails in the wall. So that's that's a great that's a great perspective. So 
Hmm. This is a good question for for anybody that's just slumping along like, uh, I'm just here for the paycheck. You've right. lost some purpose. Yeah. You've forgotten why you're there. Absolutely. And, and there's nothing worse than that. In my opinion, there's nothing worse than that. If ex- experiencing it personally, when you just feel like you have no purpose there and you're just, right. you're just going through the motions of your life. Right. Uh, or even worse for the leaders that are trying to lead you, um, and you just you just have no purpose, right? And they, they and they're like looking at you, going, "Man, this dude has no purpose right. for being here." Um, that's a good that's a good moment to pause and go, "Well, what what is the reason that I decided?" Because it's your choice. Yeah, people, it's like no one's making you do the things that you're doing in life. You've chosen them. Right. If you didn't choose them, you would not be there. Yes. It's your choice. Yes. And now the thing is, is that just because you're here, that's not it. Right. The, it's not it's not enough. It's not enough. So now you have to make sense of why you're here, why you're here. And that is where that purpose comes in. And if you said what well, a purpose is to feed my family, well, there's other jobs. Is you that can enough? Have. Yeah, is that no. is that even enough? Yeah. I don't think it is. See, because here's the thing. I always say a job feeds your family, but a career feeds you. Oof. Beautiful. Right. That's good. So, so if, if you're to feed your family, you can get another job. But that career is purpose-driven. It is like, I'm not going to feel achievement until I acquire this. And it, I hope it's not material things. I hate when people say, no, hey, no, no. I, I have to buy me a Bentley. And once you get the Bentley, then what? Now you got to pay the Bentley it's maintenance. It's a damn car. Be, yeah, it's a damn it's car, a damn man. Car. Easy to say. It's a damn some car. Like no, it is true. Believe me, I had my eyes set on Bentleys and I yeah. was driving. I'm like, man, it's a damn car. What am I going to do with it? I don't have a lifestyle you're, for a Bentley. You're going to live in the glow of it for about three weeks and <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's just a damn car. Yeah, now I got a $2,700 car note. Now, you imagine it, that? Right. So like, yeah. Damn. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't have a lifestyle for it. So I'm just going to drive through Del Tacos, <laughs> drive through in a Bentley to say, hey, man, I went and got these tacos yeah, on this Bentley. Look, look at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right? So it's like... Can't even go to the fancy restaurants right now anyway. You, you can't. You can't, you know. So I'm just saying, it's like, so that that purpose has to be greater than just a material thing. Yeah. But um, again... I agree with that. That that career purpose, that drive, that determination, that's going to get you up and out the door every day. It's going to make you the last person on the playing field, as I like to say, right, at work. It's going to make you the last person yeah. coming, leaving the job. Just that purpose, being purpose driven, man, gives you and it adds so much value to everything that you do. It's a hard thing to teach to young people, and I, and I and I say this not because I'm an old man yelling at, at kids to get off my lawn. I'm get I'm saying it lawn. because because I was one of those young people that uh, had these these outside aspirations yeah. know, for many, many years. I was going to be a rock star. I was going to be a yoga teacher. I was going to be a, a professional podcaster mm-hmm. uh, up until just, you know, very, very recently. And every, every spiritual or, or inspirational book that I read would say, care about everything that you do everything that you do, because you don't care about everything that you, that you do. How can you really care about the thing that you really do? 
And I'll say it is possible to care about everything that you do yeah. because it has changed for me. Uh, it's very much shifted for me where I, I, I had, a, I just woke up and I was like, how about I try it? How about I really give a crap right. about the work that I do now? Did I not give a crap? I did while I was there, but I wasn't always all in. I'm daydreaming. Right. I'm thinking of other things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to land the plane here in a little bit. Here, I know but, you will. <laughs> but <laughs> but as I've shifted that and have really had the desire to 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 not only just be successful, not successful for the sake of people seeing me as successful, but successful in the sense that I feel like I really accomplished something. You did for the day, right? Uh, And and now I'm excited to be some somebody that's adding value, right? Right. Um, I will say that you're a huge contributing factor to that, Uh, and I I want to impart that that wisdom on other people that struggle with that feeling that this is just a job. So if you can bring that attention to well, what's the value of this job? What am I contributing to? Even if it's you're working at Lowe's, man, these people are coming in, they're working on their homes, they care about the things that they're coming in there for. And and you are the most important person in their lives right now because they need everything that you have, your knowledge, your experience, your insight. They're not in there just to socialize with you. They need you. You are a key element in their lives. They had a purpose for coming there. And you can help them achieve that purpose, which is your purpose. Right. Absolutely. And you can actually care about it. You can actually really decide to care about it. You can decide. It's your choice. It's a power. It's a power that we, we take, we take and throw in the garbage. Yeah. We, we don't give ourselves permission to actually really care about the work that we do. Now, there was something you said when you said, you remember when you were young, you had aspirations and stuff like that. I always felt like the work was getting in the way of those things. Yeah. That's the way I felt. That And they it probably was. But it was funding those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where I was going with it. It probably was. But it kept those things available. Um, this is something I like to talk to. Um, one of Dr. King's, and I'm going to use Dr. King, and I'm going to use some a poet afterwards. Dr. King once said in the speech, most of our men die between the age, no, yeah, die by the age of 18. Oof. We we don't bury them until after age 60. Now, there was a French poet that wrote, we only die once, but it's such a long death. Mm. So I heard- Ooh, Dr. that's dreary. <laughs> it that's is. That's dark. <laughs> So I heard Dr. King's quote early on in my life, man, when I was real young. Yeah. And I was trying to make sense of that. How do we die at 18 and then get buried at 60, after 60? Oh. I just never got it. Then when Morley once wrote, that's, that's the poet Morley, he said that we only die once, but it's such a long death. It kind of gave me light into what Dr. King was saying, and I understood it. So here's it is. When you're talking about the dreams, aspirations that you had when you were a kid. We all had those. We dreamt of being doctors and firemen and even superheroes. We're told we can be whatever we want to be. And we had those dreams until we became 18. And then we realized we had to do what? Get a job. Job. Start paying your way in the world. And in Dr. King's era, 
the retirement age was roughly age 60. Okay. So basically what he was saying is we stop dreaming at 18 and then we die after age 60 and we retire and they're just waiting to bury us. So most of our men died at age 18 and we don't bury them until after 60. So for you and anybody else that's listening or have a, I have an opportunity to talk with, I always say keep dreaming, man. Keep dreaming, you'll never die. Keep dreaming. I I agree, and I agree with that. I, I but right. you have to parallel it because I was one of those that just kept dreaming, but didn't, but didn't, um, but I was also daydreaming, and yes. and that's a dangerous place to be because I wasn't uh, I wasn't investing in in the moment. I wasn't investing in what I was actually doing. Well, you 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 were existing in the moment. But you weren't preparing for your future. Well, I wasn't residing fully in it, though, because while I was in the moment, I was resisting every minute of it. I was hoping right. that I was doing something else. I was, I'm supposed to be a rock star. I'm supposed to be on tour right now. <laughs> and I'm at this damn Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. I'm at this damn Target, wherever I was working. You know, and, and, and you know, the, these companies are getting all this free publicity, right? But yes, they are. And I, I love both of them. I, okay. worked, I worked at them. I met my right. wife. at. I Target. love Del Taco, too. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, and, and it's it, it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those those things that a parent will say, right? Don't do drugs, even though you did them kind of thing. <clears throat> I'm, t- I'm telling young kids care about everything that you do, even though I didn't. And I'm right. saying it only because had I had I added value to where I was, for, for one, I would have been happier. I wouldn't have had so much resistance and depression and all of those things that I experienced in my life. And who knows how much more success I might have had in the other things I was doing if I'd actually learned to, to put myself all into the thing that I maybe didn't love as much. You know what I'm saying? Right. Isn't that a muscle that you're working out? Isn't that also leadership? If we bring it back to leadership, right? learning how to be led. Yeah. Is part of leadership. Well, it, you got to have the desire to be led too, because I, any anybody that steps forward, man, that just thinks that I can lead off of my own devices. For sure. All right. They're fooling themselves. Yep. And I don't care how good of a leader you are. You always have to go back and ask those that you're leading, how am I? Yeah, that's a Gauge good one. Gauge me. Yeah. Help me because life is an evolutionary process. And as we evolve, we need to have something to help us evolve. How do you feel about mentors? Oh, mentors are the same. Man. I love mentoring. <clears throat> Got to have a mentor. Yeah, but it's the same now. See, here's the thing. If, if a mentor was to just be a mentor, just totally mentor, and they receive no mentoring themselves, eventually their glass is going to go empty. No, right. So they have nothing else to offer. And then it just sound like the, the old man that's spewing the same stuff from the 60s, existing in 2020, trying to make sense of what the reality here. And like, you haven't grown, you haven't evolved. So now, even though what you're saying was good for the 60s, and it still makes sense today, it doesn't relate because you haven't evolved with it to make sense of what's going on today. Yeah, you're right. A mentor does have to have a mentor, but a mentor also is a better mentor by mentoring. Yes. Uh, Because if you want to be good at something, teach it. That's the key thing you said, want. You know what? I asked somebody one time that was working for me a while ago, and I said, hey, man, do you think I'm a good manager? He said, Boogie, you know why I know you're a good manager? I said, why? He said, because you want to be. That's perfect. I was like, 
that was good, man. That that was real good. And I appreciated him, you know, for that. And he is right. If it's something that you want, you're going to evolve yourself. You're going to continue to grow. I mean, it's funny how when people go to school, like to get engineering degrees, and then they get the degree and they think, oh, yeah, this is going to get me what I need. And it's like, no, you got to go out and get certifications now. And you got to also join like um, groups and stuff like that and get membership and engineering um, clubs and stuff like that. So you have to continue to grow yourself. And, you know, it's, it's more than just acquiring something and say, okay, now I have it. The same way with maintenance would go with that, with that Bentley, maintenance goes with ourselves yeah. as we grow in life. So the entire thing is just continue to evolve the process. Agree. And, and continue to, to challenge yourself <laughs> as well. So if you look at it like this uh, management, and if we're talking about just leadership, right? Because uh, we're not talking about just 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 your managers and people's in leadership positions. Right. Every single person within a leadership structure has plays a part in it, right? So let's, let's just yeah. consider them like spinning plates, right? And you talked about purpose, and 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 your purpose as a leader, as a manager, is to make sure that everybody understands that they have a purpose, right. so that they move forward with a purpose, and and if they move forward with a purpose, they're moving forward with with some kind of care and in what they do, right? So they're 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 they have direction, right? right? Uh, what do you do when the? How do you keep those plates spinning? How do you keep those plates plates spinning? Because you've seen it, you've seen it, and I've seen it. Uh, you'll spin the plates, you'll have a great meeting. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, what happened? This person did this, this fell through the cracks. Why are we not paying attention to our processes? Are, do you guys even care anymore? Why are the plates not spinning? The plates are dropping on the ground and smashing. Well, first of all, how do you keep it going? I'm, I'm glad you're saying that. Plates, we're going with the plates first. They're, they're working against two opposing enemies. One is atmospheric resistance mm -hmm. and the other one is gravity. Yeah. So when you balance as well. So when you work, well, that's gravity. Gravity's causing that. Sorry, imbalance. just gravity. We'll just <laughs> say okay. gravity. We don't need to butt dissect gravity. We know what so, it is. There you go. So the same thing. You when you go deal with somebody, you you're working against society and you're also working against their contemporaries. Environment. Their, they're, yeah, their associates within that work environment. Yeah. So when I was in the military, we used to call them barracks lawyers. Mm. You know, the guy in the barracks that. would tell you, man, what you need to do is bam, bam, yeah, yeah, bam. Yeah, yep, but they yep, never yep, do yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Right? So you have those type of people at work. So you're working against those. That's the resistance that you're that you're meeting. So how do you keep it turning? By continually drive home that same, that same motivation, that same determination, that same, as you would call it, elevated speech so that everybody hears the same thing. And after a while, it becomes like your, your, da your daily mo norm. Whereas even when you're not saying it, somebody else is saying it, <clears throat> Yeah, you know? So it's just to get the entire team, man, with the mindset that even when I'm not around, my words are. So what do you do when you don't get that? What, if you, what do you do if you never even get, if you plant that seed and you never even get a sprout from it? Then I- No one has, this, the, the, just no purpose. And now I'm speaking from a leader's advice from a leadership role. Right. Uh, what do you do? Well, as a leader, I evolve. If, if I still have people that are following me and, and that is the commitment, then I have to evolve. If, if I can't, then go out and find another leader. My, it's like, I'm going to go with football, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a football team and this is a great team, 
but it can't win. Who do you change? You change the leader, the coach. You change the coach. Yeah. And if you have a good team that have like a few weak components and you're a good coach, but you know that this team can't win, then as you as a coach, you have to strengthen those components. So it's the same way. If that coach doesn't evolve to strengthen those weak components, they need to go. So the same way, if I'm a leader and I see that whatever concept, ideal, you know, vision that we're supposed to be putting in place and I can't do it, then they need to get another leader, whereas I need to see my, my shortfalls. If I can't make mine better, go to my management and say, hey, you're going to get somebody else to lead this team because it's still a team. It's not my team. It's part of a bigger team. I'm running only one leg of it. So my arrogance, my, I guess, feelings, all that needs to get put aside and say you might find somebody else to lead this team because I can't do it. And that's why I think a lot of leaders. That's tough to do. Yeah, a lot of leaders aren't willing to do that. Part of leadership then in a lot of ways is uh, not having uh, not having an ego. Right. Knowing when you're wrong, knowing when it's not working, knowing when you can't reach somebody. Um, but I would say, you know, this go th- this podcast in particular goes for leaders and for those being led, because even in those roles, you have a chance to be a leader in some way. Uh, one of those ways in particular is to back your leadership and believe in the mission and and, and not listen to the hype and not listen to the, not, not fall subject to the environment and continue to be a spinning plate. Right. Right. I mean, how many times do we go, oh, th-, you start getting into the, that shop talk that says, oh, you shouldn't believe in this. This yeah. is some this is some BS. Barracks lawyers. Right. Barracks <laughs> lawyers. So uh leadership is is one of those things that's it's it's hard to teach and it's hard to teach young people who have other aspirations. But I will say from my own experiences, um care about care about care about the work that you do. Yeah. Uh definitely be a person that has ideas. Don't be don't let anybody tell you that you 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 just need to shut up and color. You know, definitely have ideas and 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 be a contributing factor to the, to the leadership. Leadership wants to hear that stuff, and that's why I say get the ego out of the way too. Because if you're a good leader, you're listening to your team. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, honestly, there's a fear um, placed in there as well, because the leader is the one that the team fails. It's the leader's fault. Some leaders or some people are put into a leadership position. Whereas they started with the mindset of I do it for the money. They moved into their positions yep. for the money. So now there's a chance that the actions of the team may affect their money. There's a fear there. And they start leading with fear. The fear of them losing their job. And they want the individuals to fear that they may lose their job. Mm-hmm. Whereas a leader, you can't fear. You have to understand that there's a plan that we have at stake here. And it is critical that we all achieve the aspect that, that's assigned to us for this plan to work. Like case in point, aerospace companies build aircraft together, right? Yes. And different they, companies come yeah, together on com- one project. And they work in different regions of the, of the, the country, even right. world. And they have to build each of their own leg of this 
and then bring it together and put together one com- complete unit. Right. So if anyone of them would have fumbled, we all missed the timeline. Right. So it is critical that you don't go with fear, but your purpose be determined to get this done. Yeah. And that's why I, 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 I love that you brought up purpose because that, that is, that's huge. You know, right. I, I think, I, I think too, <clears throat> too often we meander through life. And I mean, when I say we, as us as humans, we meander yeah. through life without uh, purpose. And I'm not, one of the things I've struggled with is, is, is goals. Goals aren't even important. It's purpose. What is my purpose? What is my purpose on this planet? What is my purpose in this moment? And it could be very simple. It could be a simple mantra to add value, right? right? It could be just that to add value it could be to create cohesiveness, whatever that is, it could, it could be pinpointed into everything that, that you do, every right. endeavor that you have. And I feel like that is what gets lost on many, many, many people is that they don't bring purpose into everything that they do. And so they end up just these wandering souls. Well, sometimes people rely on other people to give them purpose. And that's fine. If you're willing to take on my purpose, that's fine. But, Honestly, I'll, I'll tell you right now as a young man. But I if you're going to meander through life without purpose, right? then you better be able to take on other people's purposes too. Right. Right? Because if you don't, then it shows me that your purpose is just to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had those, Jason. <laughs> we've had those. I mean, like, so I was going, and I apologize for cutting you off, that's but I was okay. just in the, in the middle of a thought. Um when, when I joined the, the military at 20 years old, uh, I, I had, I thought I had purpose, but I really didn't have purpose. So once I'd been in the military for five years, I realized I had purpose. I remember saying to someone, I said, you know what? I'm ready to die in this uniform. Not that I'm going to kill myself or nothing like that, but I understood. You did. I understood that what we were doing was greater than who I was. Oh, and I, I had a purpose. So <clears throat> that was five years in. At about 17 years in, I'm talking to my wife now. And I told her, I said, you understand, I'm ready to die in this uniform. And it scared her. I said, hold up. I'm not going to kill myself. That's not what I mean. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Back up. <laughs> my thing is for your security, the comfort of the life that you're living, to guarantee your freedom and the freedom of the rest of this country, I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I need to do to guarantee that. The thing is, is we're all going to have, we all have two points in our lives, the, day, the point that we're born and the point that we die. So some of us are going to die, you know, senseless. Um, I don't, I'm just trying to imagine something that we will say senseless, maybe driving a car off a cliff or, you know, anything, just senseless. But then there's some of us that, are going to die in such a way that people are going to call it heroic. Right. I'm not trying to be a hero yet. However I go, I want there to be a purpose. I want there to be a purpose in my life. So I'm not consumed in how I die now. I'm consumed in how I live. So my purpose is here as I breathe. So when I die, I don't have to worry about how I die. Just 
everybody remember how I lived. You, yeah, you just want you're just focusing on how you're living. Yeah, and and, and that's purposeful. And and that's a, that's a, that is a that's a, that's a beautiful thing because as leaders you leaders want people that believe that are all in for the mission. Right. And, and that doesn't mean that you're not, you're all in for the mission in the sense that you're, you're, you're not just going to blindly be led. That's not the way. I don't think any leader wants uh, anybody to just, just be led blindly. I definitely want people that go, well, wait a minute. I want people that are going to give me ideas. Uh, and I think most leaders want that as well. But, but I, what, what I think what most people look for is, is that you're all in? You believe in what's going on. You have you feel you're, you're you're one with the purpose of it. I think I think a lot of leaders do want that feedback. They do want that. Some not, don't. I know that's what I was about to say. Yep. I think that a lot do, but some don't. And then even those that do don't want it all the time. There's some time that they have been had the thumb placed on them and told yep. been told to shut just, up in color. Yeah, just listen. So they want to come back to now their followers and say, hey. Shut up in color without saying that. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Let's do this it. direction we're going. And we they want to have that that same support that they give that they gave their followers or or their subordinates when their subordinates in, are in need. Yeah. Because it's it's a trying dance that we do, right? We 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 dance with our senior leadership on how we think things should get done. And our senior leadership again, their leaders, they'll take it as far as they can. But when they turn around and say, shut up in color, we have to take it. We have to get past whatever emotions we have. And we have to now make it our own because we have to turn around now to our subordinates and get our subordinates believe that, hey, this is our idea. This is our concept. This is our path that we want to take. And guys, let's go make it happen. Right. That's good. So there we go. That's leadership, but it's also purpose. And I love that that came into the end of the topic, because I think that uh, if you're one of those people, whether you're in leadership or not, because you could be, you could be in leadership right now and feel like you've lost, you know, a little bit of your purpose. Uh, if you've lost your purpose as a leader, then no one's going to believe in you. And that's going to be really, really tough. But if you've lost your purpose as, as, as someone that's, that's being led, evaluate that because truly you're not adding any value. You're just there for a paycheck and that's not living fully and completely. And I think you're, you're, you're cutting yourself short and you're cutting everybody else short. And, and one thing as well, if, if you're a person that's being led and, and you're not sure the, the motive or the reason behind it, have that sit down and talk with your yeah, leader. That's a good point. Have that talk with him because they may have a succession plan in place for you that you may not be fully aware of. They have seen the bigger picture than, that you've seen. Have that sit down, that discussion. It, it is your right, especially if they're your leader and you give them the support that they require. They should then take the time to take the gloves off and show you just how they're using their hands to massage your, your progression. Have that discussion. Never fear that. And if a leader has to take the gloves off and get down in the weeds with you, and sometimes it may be ugly, be prepared for that. Yet look for ways that now they're showing you this ugly thing. How can you better yourself? And ask them because they have been where you have yet to go. Okay, it's not a journey by yourself. You have people that have succeeded to areas that you inspire to go. It's only right you go to them rather than making a journey by yourself. Oh, 
good way to end. Thank you. Thank you for that, Boogie. Thank you for listening to Boogology. And remember, know yourself before anyone else does. Thank you, Boogie. That was great. No problem, man. Thank you. Thank you.